Hello Spectrumites and other people. My name is Forrest and welcome to the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. The podcast for you to learn about the autism spectrum, learn what it's like for someone like me to live on the spectrum, and what marriage is like between two people on the spectrum. What's up all you Spectrumites and other people out there? This is episode 27. Last year, when I wrapped up season 1 of the podcast, I asked my followers on Substack what they'd like to hear from me in season 2, and some of that feedback was related to my experience in school. Was I stereotyped? Isolated? Did I have to deal with manipulative children in school? These were all great questions, but most of these don't actually have an answer. 95% of my school life wasn't in public school. I'm sure I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but I was homeschooled, and my mother was my one and only teacher, and my father was the principal. I guess you can say it'd be easy to stereotype me in that time of my life as a white Christian homeschooled male. There, I just stereotyped myself. It would be pretty easy to cobble together all these traits of mine and aspects about me and create a stereotype that's already out there, but I wasn't aware that that could be a stereotype when I was a kid, so I didn't care, and I still don't. In public school, I might have been able to make friends with a lot of people, but those weren't my parents' plans for me, nor should they have probably been. A large part of who I am today is because my mother decided to homeschool me all the way until I graduated high school. She decided to take on a gargantuan task, and she knew it. For the majority of my time in school, I never fully understood its importance and what it meant for my future. It felt like an intrusion into my nerdy, uneventful life of reading books and playing video games. Papers were crumpled, math textbooks were hurtled across my bedroom, And there were many late nights trying to catch up on homework I neglected to get done quicker. My mom tried again and again to get me to record the time I spent on various activities, so that that time can be presented to a college that'll let me in for a cheaper cost, but she eventually stopped because no matter how hard she tried, she couldn't get me to be motivated enough to do it. I was just annoyed at the idea of having to write down how much time I spent on all kinds of different things, even things that weren't related to school, like reading and cooking. I learned quickly that sneaking on the internet to watch YouTube or play games while I was supposed to be doing work was a futile practice, when my parents could simply look at my internet history, a method that baffled me as a young naive child. Here's something funny though, no matter how clever I thought I was as a kid, my parents always had a way to find out if I was lying about how I spent my time during school hours, and even if they didn't find out themselves, I wasn't good at hiding the truth for long before I confessed it myself. It was hard not to be honest. A study was actually done involving a group of autistic children and neurotypical children, where when they were asked different questions involving toys, such as whether or not they looked at a toy they were instructed not to look at, or how they felt about a gift they were given, the children either lied or told the truth. The researchers studied how the autistic children lied, and it wasn't convincing. Their struggle to operate socially in certain areas showed through their false responses, which often came out sounding neutral, which in essence made their answers feel unconvincing. So for me, either I'd lie and my parents weren't convinced thanks to the way I sounded, or my guilt later would outweigh the desire to get away with something and I'd tell the truth later. I used to joke that I was a straight C student, but really, I was a bit all over the place. I often got the best grades in language arts since reading and writing were interesting to me, and history was okay, but math and science had me on all fours begging for mercy. The latter two were the subjects that took up the most time, time I would have liked to spend rearranging my books for the 800th time. School was almost always a battle between my mom and I. 
By the time I graduated high school, we were both raising white flags in a marvelous truce, bloodied and beaten. Sorry, that's a lie. I might have been the only one with a white flag. And the only one who was bloody. Not literally. Since I was homeschooled, it was hard for me to come by friends. I'd say that's one of the only downsides to that life. The upside is that when I started college, it was easy to start making new friends from there, but until then I felt lonelier. I had very few friends, and when my family moved out to the middle of nowhere, almost half an hour away from everyone else, it was harder to meet with and connect with the few friends I had, especially since I couldn't drive at the time. It can be easy to stereotype a homeschooled kid as a lonely recluse. I've heard it before, and I'm going to be honest, I don't appreciate it much. The best I can say about my situation when I didn't have many friends is that the ones I did have were often available for me to talk to, and most of them asked me first if I'd like to hang out. It wasn't until I got to college, though, that I formed a small community of them and experienced the kind of setting I wanted. It was then that I wasn't isolated, at least not socially, and when I was diagnosed shortly after I started college, no one's perception of me changed. When I was growing up, I had experiences with kids that noticed I might have been, what do some people say, not all there, and had a thing or two to say about it. I don't think my height helped either. My height still can be a crutch sometimes. So yeah, hopefully that answers some questions about my time in school. If I was to conclude this with anything else, I'd say that I'm happy that the tension that was there between my mom and I didn't bleed into our relationship after I graduated. We get along great now, we love each other as we should, and I hold no grudges towards her, and she doesn't hold anything against me. And I'm very grateful for that. Hey guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, write a review to help the show grow, and subscribe to my Substack at thepancakeking.substack.com to receive updates on new podcast episodes, a new blog post every Saturday, and other content I may put out. You can also check out the entertainment me, KG, and my friends make together on our YouTube channel, Vanzot Productions. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.